This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. This podcast is creating a behind-the-scenes look with athletic coaches, mental coaches, and life coaches as we try to give you new ways, thoughts, and ideas to better your life. My goal is for you to discover what's possible in your own life. Whether you wish to create an amazing career or you're looking to solve specific issues within your life, these episodes will give you the tools you need to take your life to the next level. Now allow yourself a break from everyday chaos and let us step into your world and help you become a better version of yourself each day. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. This is Chad Brashears and you're listening to Never in my wildest Dreams podcast. Hello friends. How are you guys? Let me tell you how I am. As I was going to do a podcast on some great news positive stuff going into spring break, which starts this week. I had everything done, written, ready to rock. Instead, last week completely blindsided me and rocked my world. So I decided to change it from the positive visualization of life to something that completely sucks and how to handle it, because that's exactly what happened to me. A sucker punch to the gut. That's exactly what I've been dealing with. A sucker punch to the gut is something that happens to the best of us for many reasons, and it's our, I think, responsibility to get good at dealing with that. I will say it has probably been a year or so since I've had to deal with something like this. It's been such an amazing year for me. I've done so many great things with my family, my kids, teaching, consistently trying to kill it every single day, sell out every single day to become the best version of myself. And then all of a sudden, you get that sucker punch. And I'm sure all of us can relate to this in some fashion. Something comes along that you least expected, but at the time, it just completely sends you into a tailspin. How well you trust yourself and those around you who love you to support you will determine how long that tailspin really lasts. Now let me define what this means. You guys know that feeling when somebody tells you something that completely takes your breath away. That, oh God, that's awful. I wish you hadn't told me that. Please say this is not true. For some of you, it may be a diagnosis. For some of you, it may be someone telling you that you don't want to be your friend anymore. They don't want to be married to you anymore. They don't want you to work for them anymore. They don't want you to love them anymore. You have a diagnosis of something horrible that's happening to you or someone that you love, or something bad, those kinds of things. Wait, what just happened? That kind of feeling is what it is to be sucker punched, that ultimate quick shock. And being 40 and on this earth for a very long time now, I know that life is filled with these. I know that we have to deal with them, but I will tell you what, it never gets easier when it happens to me. There's a couple reasons why this can happen. It can be completely out of the blue, like say with a diagnosis or someone crashing into your car and you find out that they didn't have insurance and you have broken bones and that's not something you want to deal with. Or it could be something you completely created yourself and done to yourself because of a mistake that you have made. Either way, I think that the feeling can be the exact same. This is not to say that you aren't one creating your feelings because you are. I think there's a big misunderstanding when people say, okay, if I'm creating my own feelings, why would I ever create negative emotion for myself? The point is, 
is that 50% of the time you will because that's how you're wired. You don't want to create negative emotion for yourself unnecessarily, but there are times in your life where you are triggered and will be triggered and it's appropriate and the feeling of negative emotion is extremely important and appropriate. And unfortunately for me and maybe others, this is how I operate. I will play every scenario of that situation in my mind over and over again so that when the negative answer or the answer I'm not looking for comes, I actually have already lived out all those emotions so that at that time I can be able to digest every bit of information that's being given to me because the shock factor is totally gone which allows me to be completely 100% present in the moment. Even though it's negative, I'm still present at that time, which makes it easier for me to understand how to get through the moment easier. Now, a lot of people don't act this way, and I know that I'm always considered a negative Nelly or somebody that's just, you're always seeing the bad side of things. Maybe I am but I'm also seeing a side that allows me to be completely present when shit hits the fan. Because at that moment, I'm not shocked. I'm just riding that wave like a surfer. And trust me, I know if you're a family member of mine or if like Sonia in a relationship with me, it's exhausting. I know I wear you guys out because I will look at everything so many times in so many negative ways. But... When the moment really hits the fan and I text you or call you and tell you what the result of the meeting or the outcome of the situation is, most of the time I'm a hell of a lot calmer because of how many times I've played that situation in my head. I'm never surprised. And this is how I operate. But I want to talk about this a little bit because I think it's important that maybe you don't change your mindset to be just like mine, but it allows yourself to get through things a hell of a lot easier. One of the first feelings that you're going to feel is shame, possibly a tremendous amount of shame. Shame is the feeling that comes from the thought that there is something wrong with you. And many times in my life, and even recently, I thought maybe there was something terribly wrong with me because of things that happened. And I unfortunately constantly perpetuate that. For those of you who have kids, if your children get, let's say, sucker punched, you might as well get sucker punched right there with them, right? It's that same kind of experience you go through with your kids when you go through it by yourself. You know, we as parents go through it with our kids. Maybe they didn't get into the school that they've applied to, or they didn't make the roster of the team that they wanted to, or you know, they didn't make the dance company that they auditioned for. When they get sucker punched by the universe, it sucks so bad because you get to see them crumble in front of you, but you have to remain so strong even though you hurt just as bad as they do. There are situations where you put yourself out there on a limb and you don't have to. You're just putting yourself out there like you really want to create something good in your life. You really want to take that chance and then it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to and you feel sucker punched. For example, you may apply for a job or ask someone out, maybe start your own business or start to write a book, something like that. And the answer is no. 
and you get rejected and the answer is no when you ask someone out. And I'll be honest with you, and I've had this conversation with Sonia a lot, guys have to wear the brunt of asking out someone on a date and putting themselves out there knowing that there's a 50-50 chance the rejection is going to come. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Some people really don't give a shit and they just kind of roll with it and you know, whatever happens, happens. But some people really struggle with that. And that's like the first time in your life that you get told no or get rejected is when you first start trying to date people or ask people out, especially like in the high school, you know, middle school area where you kind of start getting into that realm of noticing the opposite sex. All of a sudden, what happens? You start to ask out or talk to and you get denied. And that's the first sign of rejection that you've ever probably had to face in your life at that point. And even though you don't know it, that's what a sucker punch feels like. I wish I hadn't done that to myself because I put myself out there and bang, this feeling comes up. Regardless of the reason why you feel the way you really do, I want to offer you a solution and I want this to be this podcast that you can come back to regularly if you're feeling like you've ever been sucker punched, you're going to be sucker punched or you're feeling something that's really going to suck in your life is possibly coming. You can follow this process to help get out of that feeling that everything is horrible and not going to work out your way. When we come back right after this, let's dive into it. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. What I want you to do is acknowledge that you've been dealt with a terrible blow. Whether it's self-inflicted, inflicted by the universe, inflicted by somebody else, you've experienced this terrible blow. Take a moment and say to myself, this is where I'm at right now. This sucks. Maybe this is a big mistake that you made. Or maybe it's nothing you did at all. But the feeling is the exact same. It feels like someone punched you straight in your Adam's apple. Now, if it's a big mistake, you may be feeling guilt, shame. You will most definitely feel powerless. This thing has happened and there's no undoing it. You will immediately feel the shock, like you want to undo everything that is currently happening. You'll want to go back in time to change it, make things different. This is how you know you've been dealt with an absolutely terrible blow. One of the things that I like to ask myself, and I did ask myself when I was going through shit like this is, what's appropriate for me to be feeling right now? Is it appropriate for me to be feeling shame? Oftentimes we feel shame because we have over-dramatized this in our mind and made something feel absolutely terrible, but then we make it feel terrible about ourselves. When you really feel appropriate emotion would be guilt. Guilt is, I've done something wrong and I need to feel guilty about it. Shame is, there's something wrong with me. It's, I am the mistake, not I made a mistake. Ask yourself, is it necessary for me to be feeling this way? Is it appropriate for me to be feeling this way? For me, the answer was and is always yes. I felt like I'd had this huge thing happen and I really felt awful and terrible about it. I was watching my mind, and that's something I really want to encourage you to do. Notice, okay, 
this is a huge tidal wave that just came crashing down on me. I'm feeling like I'm in an undertow. I feel like I'm completely powerless. The only thing I have power over right now is my mind. And I'm going to watch only my mind. I deliberately decide how I want to think, how I want to feel, and how I want to act. You do not let your mind decide this, especially now without your consent. It's really, really important. In these moments of us feeling powerless is a lot of times when we start acting and we act out of control. What we'll do is we won't pay attention to our mind. We'll try to disconnect from the pain, the overheating, the over-drinking, the over-gossiping, the talking about our problems too much, the victimization of ourselves, and dramatizing the problem, reiterating the problem over and over in our minds and perpetuating this, just continuously sucker-punching ourselves over and over again. You want to make sure you stay aware that you're watching your mind and you're deliberately deciding how you want to think, feel, and act. It may be appropriate for you to be feeling shame, and it may be appropriate that you feel guilt. But you will decide on purpose to do that instead of feeling like it's happening to you and that you are powerless and that you're dramatizing everything. One of the best ways I have found is when I realize that I've done something wrong, let's say I am feeling guilty about it, is I allow myself to feel shame or guilt, whether it's appropriate or not. Just be aware of it and carry it around like a heavy purse and just know that it's there and not try to get rid of it and take deep breaths into it and just allow it. Just know that this is part of the experience of actually being alive. This happens to people all the time. Everybody goes through a sucker punch in their life. Sometimes regularly, sometimes they're ongoing, sometimes they happen every once in a while. Nothing terrible has gone wrong here because when we start thinking about something being terrible and has gone wrong, then we perpetuate it and make it absolutely worse, right? We just allow the guilt, allow the shame, allow the pain, the fear, whatever it is, we just allow it to be there and take over us. The next step when you've held on to the pain too long and when you lived in that space, the next step you start asking yourself great questions. This will give you the ultimate layer of relief. The first layer of relief comes from being able to identify the problem and then take a step back and allow yourself to make decisions about it. You're powerless over this thing that has happened to you or is happening to you. But now you can decide how you want to think, feel, and act. This is your first layer of relaxation and being able to grasp the problem. The next one, you have to ask yourself great questions. I'm going to give you four great questions. Here, write these down. How can this make me stronger? What can I learn so that this makes me smarter? How am I able to use this to my ability to become better? And what do I want to create from this? One of the things that I'm not very good at but I need to be becoming better at is focusing on the best case scenario. There was a time back in the day where I got involved in some situations and I lost everything. Everything that I worked really hard for, I lost. It was extremely unhealthy. I basically put myself into a predicament 
that I was not able to get out of. But if I had not been involved in this situation, I never would have knew what my true strength was because I had lost everything. And now I'm able to use this to my advantage when other situations pop up and I can say, look what I've already gone through. And then I can look at the current situation in front of me and say, here's how we're going to go through this now. I see now that this was the most valuable experience in my life. At the time, I couldn't see that. It was really helpful to get yourself into the frame of mind where this can be useful. It's not easy to do that, though, because you're always in that rabbit hole or that tailspin looking at all the negatives. But I'm telling you, if you're able to take a step back and figure out how this could be helpful for you or the best case scenario, a lot of times that you can see that the best case scenario has already happened. You've gone through it. We want to start trying to find that now if we get some relief, these taking a step backs, we're able to work through layers of relief by disassociating ourselves worst case scenario, which in turn will give us the best case scenario. Now, one of the best ways that I know how to do this is by watching my mind think and asking questions that make my mind think about something other than the initial problem at hand. My brain loves to spin over and over and it puts me in a fight or flight mode. And I know this, and I also know that when it gets into this mode, it's very difficult to get out of, and it puts me almost in more of a depressed state. So one of the things that I try to do is distract my mind by taking it off of everything by asking questions. Having to be forced to think about things other than the pain that's in my brain. Yet this is very hard to do, and I understand that the timing may not be the easiest when you're trying to do this, but you have to understand. You need to ask the questions in order to fix the problem. And the problem might not be fixed at the time, but you're fixing your brain, which gives you a better understanding of how to get around or work through the issue. Let's look at it this way. If your brain is trying to perpetuate the problem, now as soon as you stop asking the questions, you're going to go right back to the obsession of the problem, which is okay, but you need to keep asking the questions. Remember that you're watching your mind, you're watching it spin the problem. You're starting asking these questions, getting refocused, starting asking for a solution to the problem, right? You know that the problem is in your mind, so the solution will also be in your mind. You want to make sure you're spending more time focusing on the solution rather than the issue or the problem. Here's some thoughts that might really be useful if you're right in the middle of this. Repeat yourself. I made a mistake, but I'm not the mistake. The horrible thing happens. This horrible thing happened to me in my life, but it isn't horrible and I'm not horrible. I love myself. It's okay. Repeat that over and over again to yourself. I love you. It's okay. I love you. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Keep telling yourself that because this is what I tried to do mentally all last week. As I've said before, my life requires me to feel negative emotions and I have negative actions sometimes and that's okay. It's okay because I will use this to become better and stronger. Another question that I like to ask myself is, who do I want to be through this experience? I really want to be deliberate about who I want to be. The best way that I know how to go about doing this 
is taking a step back and maybe looking at some self-coaching. And if you're new to my podcast and what I talk about, you'll understand that I try to take situations that absolutely suck and try to get you to look at them totally differently so that you become the best version of yourself. Now, I have had to teach myself to fight through this mentally, but I want to start with this. The only reason that certain things suck in your life is because your thoughts about it. One of the things that I do and I love to do is to model on the current thought that I'm having and then do a model on what I want to have. The first thing you do is write down the circumstances in a very factual way. Let's say it's a cancer diagnosis or my children didn't get into the team or the school that they wanted or you just got laid off from a job or fired from a job or you got rejected. Whatever it is, whatever you're going through that actually sucks for you, you need to put that down factually. Own it. Then write down the thought that you're currently having about the circumstance that's creating such a negative emotion. I'll give you an example. You lose your job and you have to go home and tell your family that you no longer have an income coming in or benefits or anything like that. That happened. The thought of that is terrible. You feel ashamed. You worry. You constantly discuss the problem and talk about it to the point that everybody around you hears it over and over again and it drives you nuts. The results become a downward spiral and perpetuate the problem and make it even more terrible than it actually is. There were more people thinking about it, more people worrying about it, more people obsessing over it because the energy that I brought forced that to happen. Now, let's take that exact same situation and let's say, okay, this has happened to me, but I'm going to overcome it and I'm going to get a plan, and here's how I'm going to overcome it, with confidence. And this will give you peace and confidence and maybe more of a protected action or look at this because you want to take all the things you've gone through in life and use that wisdom and say, as a result, it's going to be okay. You actually look at it and say, I am pissed off, but I'm going to fix this because... I took an opportunity to do this instead of being afraid and worried and ashamed and acting that way. I went to a place of peace and confidence and I made it so that I could talk about this and be more confident in my approach so that those around me, my loved ones who care about me, know that everything is going to be okay because I am in control of the next step in this process. By doing this, you are not powerless in the fact that it happened to you. You're powerful in what you're going to do moving forward because you're constantly telling your brain what you want to be focused on and what you need to be focused on. And that's where your power and energy is going to go. Once I was really able to focus on the solution rather than the problem and align this humble place with it, I then am able to ask myself some questions around best case scenario and write down some thoughts that I could read. The best case scenario for me is that I'm now able to handle the hard. We are humbled into becoming the best version of ourselves by being sucker punched. As Nanal, which was one of my grandmother would say, do not get too big for your riches. We really remind ourselves where we are in the world and what we need to do work-wise to stay in that place. 
We learn to turn away from anything that does not serve us. We get refocused on what does serve us, and we can be more connected to ourselves, more aware of ourselves. For me, like I had to go through something so negative for such a long time that it really brought me back to the suffering. And it's not that I want to suffer, but it gives me back to the thought process and aligns me with the pain that I don't want to go back to. So it forces me to continue to fight through the negative. And being able to identify this and really think through stuff like this gives me the feels and the ability to feel suffering and what my options genuinely are and what's really going to work for me. We can learn to be more respectful, kinder, aware. I would tell us that these teachings will make us more aware to be kinder, more respectful, are usually the negative things, not the positive things that bring this out of you. The best case scenario is not that this goes away. It's not that this changes. It's that we learn how to handle it better. We can recognize blessings and manage them. Asking yourself, can you handle whatever it is that comes to you or comes next? This is one of the things that I will tell you guys, I'll tell my daughters, I'll tell my loved ones, I'll tell everybody. This will not be the last time in my life that I get sucker punched. This will not be the last time that I put myself in a situation that I feel shitty. The way that you deal with this and learn how to deal with this and develop the skill set of overcoming adversity will really define who I am as a person. It's what develops my character. If you have to suffer, you will never go through anything challenging in your life. You'll never know how to become the best version of you because there's never an opportunity for you to truly dig deep inside and find what it's like to fight through your suffering to find the best version of Chad or the best version of whatever your name is because that is who you're supposed to be. And I hate this saying more than anything in the world, but it is so true. The grass is always not greener on the other side. That's a factual statement. You know where the grass is greener? The one that gets watered, the one that gets nurtured and cared for, and ironically, the one where the manure gets put down into the soil so it can grow healthier. You got to go through shit in life to get to be the best version of you. And if you can learn how to handle hard things, if you can learn how to handle your own sucker punches, that we give ourselves or the universe gives us, we will be stronger and better. And on the other side, we will grow and really become the person that we truly are meant to be. And at the end of the day, really want to be. I can ask myself these questions and use this difficult thing, use this thing in my life that's so challenging to work on my character as a human being, to work on my skill set as a human being, and to come out better on the other side. If this is you, I just want you to know that I get it. I understand what it's like to be in that position. I also understand that there's two things that you're going to be tempted to do during this. You're going to feel like a victim and probably victimize yourself over and over again. I do not want you to do this. I need you to do this instead. Ask yourself these questions. How does this make me stronger? What can I do to become smarter? How can I use this and what do I want to create from this? And this will give you a totally different mindset. For sure, 
Notice that you may want to retract from life to take less risk, push yourself out there less, to fail less. What I encourage you to do is the exact opposite. You need to try something and fail and then immediately try again because all of these failures are what bring you into an active life. All of these things will bring you success. All of those failures are what will make you stronger, smarter, and able to create a totally different life that you will be extremely happy with. And just know, I have your back on this because I have so many people who have my back as I'm trying to build the life that I want. I understand when you're in the space that is necessary part of life and you have to use it to the best of your ability to make your life better. You can use anything you want in your life to motivate you. But just remember that the person you look at in the mirror is the only one at the end of the day that can truly motivate you to want more. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Enjoy the weather that we are having here. I hope the weather goes there for you as well. I look forward to talking to you after Easter. So have a great Easter weekend as well. This is Never In Your Wildest Dreams podcast, and I will talk to you soon.